Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food, or weight, never ever, not even, one time, not ever, ever, ever. Today's program is on trusting the process. Thank you for joining us. And the card that we're using today, the image is jumping from one cliff to another with the little dog deer thing and trusting that she will get over that water, that the raging water on the bottom. And that's sort of how it felt, especially for me, trusting the process of recovery that I would get through it, I would be okay, and that I would still have fun and enjoy my life and not just be a stick in the mud. But I found that it was fine. But to trust the process at the beginning of the process, the middle of the process, and the end of the process was still very hard for me. So the card reads, Recovery from body hatred and disordered eating provides many layers of learning that unfold uniquely and spontaneously. Trusting the process means that we all work through these experiences and issues at our own pace and in our own way. We can trust that our process is is exactly right for us. We don't have to waste precious time comparing ourselves to others. So what a lot of that meant for me is that once I stepped on the path of recovery, and that was whatever recovery I was going through, because I could use these same principles, whether it was recovery from debting or recovery from smoking or recovery from drinking, it doesn't matter. The, The process is the same, that there's many layers of learning that will unfold as they can. I can only, I've, there's a saying, you can only go as fast as the slowest part of you can go. So I could not rush the process of my eating disorder. I had to trust each step of the way, had to trust the path instead of trusting, I couldn't even hardly trust myself. I had to trust the process which was very hard for me because I wanted to be in charge of it. I wanted to be in control of it. And that did not go with trusting the process. I had to let go, a lot of letting go, which I pretty much hated all the time. But I was able to do it and it was okay. So today we have our dear friend Ashley here. And I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us what she's been doing. She's a been a great friend to be on hunger for a long time and me and Carol so go for it hi I'm Ashley and I am a good friend of beyond hunger I love beyond hunger and I am eternally grateful for when it's done for me and and my life and my recovery around um, food so um, I've yeah I started my my process in beyond hunger I was a preschool teacher and Um, That was about um, six years ago, I think. Yeah, it's crazy how long it's been. 
Yes. Um, and now I'm starting a new path, a new journey in life. I'm I'm um, just started graduate school um, to become um, an MFT. So I'm studying integral counseling psychology. So great. Yeah, and I actually I hope to specialize in in treating women with disordered eating and. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel really inspired to do that work. And I think Beyond Hunger was a big part of that for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've noticed over the years, um, almost 32 years of doing this work that people quit school or go to school or quit a relationship or get in a relationship or stay where they are or move across the country. I mean, it's this is a process of change. Yeah. And we have to really trust that the change will be okay for us and we can go through it. So tell me what's been going on with you since how, how did you use trusting the process in your own recovery? How did you use that idea of doing that? Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to talk about that. I think this is such an important component of uh, recovery around food. I mean, when I started Beyond Hunger and I started going to groups and I started to practice intuitive eating, one of the things that was suggested to me was that I stop restricting my food. Um, there's no more forbidden foods. And that, in fact, I could just um, kind of eat what I wanted to eat. And that was so terrifying to me. It was so yeah. frightening that I would let go of control around that part of my life and that I would you know, allow myself to eat um, like cookies or, um, you know, anything but egg whites for breakfast. Yeah. And if I had really exercised yeah. hard the day before, I might have one yolk. Like that was right. my story for many years. And oh. so this idea that I could, I could just eat what I wanted to eat and trust that my body would, 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 start to cue into like its natural, um, rhythm and, and that I would pay, that I could pay attention to what made me feel good, what foods made me not feel so good or paying attention to hunger cues and, and fullness cues. Um, that was really foreign to me. You know, I, I had been restricting and limiting, um, for so many years. So this idea of of trusting my body and yep. trusting that I, that I know that I am the keeper, that I am the world's yes. leading expert on what it is I want to eat and could be <laughs> eating was just, it was really speaking a different language for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I remember using all sorts of support at the beginning of my, of my process and calling other girlfriends and, recovery and talking about it at Beyond Hunger. And, and I yep. remember sharing with you, Laura Lee, about um, how I was eating boxes of cookies every night. And and you looked at me and you said, well, <laughs> nobody's head has ever fallen off like ever, 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 ever in the history of the world from eating cookies. So. Right. Yeah. So it was so nice to have um, the support and to, and then to sort of like have a sense of humor. Yeah. A sense of humor about it was really important. Right. I mean, I, I've had people and I've said this myself when I was out there. Oh, my God, I ate a whole sandwich like I had taken heroin. I, it was as bad as that to me. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe I had done that. Yeah, with all the pieces of bread on it, with all two of pieces. The bread, oh right. gosh, yeah, that was like a death right. sentence to me. I mean, to <laughs> me, that was like, well, I, I, 
all is lost. All is lost. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm as big as a house. Yeah. Yeah. It's so insidious and so terrifying to be in that place and then to know that there is a different way, but not yet knowing mm-hmm. how to trust that mm-hmm. process that you'll be in a different place. Right. Right. And 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 resting in that that trust while remaining in a world that sends me the complete opposite messaging. I mean, it, oh, of course. It was so uh like waiting in line at the grocery store with my sandwich as much as I had you know, really, really, you know, really told myself a million times what you should be eating for lunch is like a carrot and some lettuce because you didn't exercise enough. Yeah. And I remember getting the sandwich because that was the intuitive thing to do because that's what I wanted and and standing in line and then, you know, the, the tabloids and then magazines and everything right. is just all the messaging is telling me all the different diets I can go on right. and um, right. just overhearing people in line at the store talking about what foods they're eliminating how they're you know not doing fruit this week because that's the new diet that they're trying and yeah but that was my story for so many years I was a little chemist I'm like which like concoction can I put together to like lose the perfect amount of weight I'll eliminate strawberries and add celery and eliminate this and add this and it was so um energy consuming and so now none of that None of that. None of that. None of it. Yeah. It's like, it's so simple. What does this body on this day, this age, in this area want to eat? Yeah. What can I get? What would I like to have? What's available? What's here for me? Yeah. It's so much different than I must have only this. Right. Right. It's insane. It's, it's, it is, and it's a really beautiful thing to feel, um, a confidence or a courage in myself to know that, um, that, um, food is not my master anymore. You know, like I, I eat food because it fuels me and it also, it brings me pleasure. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't run my life anymore. Like I eat lunch because I'm like, oh, it's around that time of day and I'm hungry and what do I feel like eating? And that's the, I think the most I think about it. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, when I first started my recovery process around food, um, I think I would think about what I wanted for lunch about a hundred times before I even got to the store. Because I think of one thing and then the following thought would be, oh, you can't, no way. No yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. There was so, I agree with you. I'm thinking about it as you're talking. There was so much more brain power used on what was I going to eat? When was I going to eat it? What could I eat? Why does that person get to eat that? Mm-hmm. And if I do eat this, what's the price that I'll have to pay later? Yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. And it was also trusting... Um, I'll tell the, the cheese Danish story. Yeah. That's a good story. That's a good story. So I, um, I had been wanting a cheese Danish for breakfast for years, but I would never, I would never allow myself to eat that. And then I came to be on hunger and I started practicing intuitive eating and I was told, oh, you go ahead and you have a cheese Danish, like for, you'll be okay. And I remember eating a cheese Danish like every day for weeks and, um, 
feeling really frustrated and really confused. Like, like, how could I sustain this? Like, I'm going to want to cheese Danish every day for the rest of my life. Like, probably 50 of them. Like, I yeah. just couldn't see that there yeah. would be a day I wouldn't want to cheese Danish. No, the cheese Danish will never end. It will never end. And, it, and, and one day I remember eating it on my way to work and um, kind of hitting a wall of like, how could this possibly, how could this process of intuitive eating possibly work? And I threw the Danish out the window and it hit the side of my car. So it was like cheese Danish all over <laughs> cheese Danish my car. car. And, um, but it was, it's so funny because I don't remember when it was or what day it was, but there, there was a day, there must've been a day when all of a sudden it was just not what I wanted for breakfast. Exactly. And I, and now exactly. I have like all sorts of different things for breakfast. Right. And like, I include the yolk with my egg. Like oh. I eat the whole oh. egg. Horrors. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> crazy and i'll eat like cheese and all sorts of things that i would never have let myself eat but i i just yeah there's different foods that i've i've noticed along the way and paying attention to my body that make me feel good and and certain foods that don't yep and um it's really like honoring that in myself and having enough um really like compassion and love for myself to only withhold foods that make me sick yeah um yeah like spicy food makes me really sick i know so i I just don't eat it and it's okay nobody's gonna be mad at you that you're not eating something and (laughs) eating something else i don't know what i thought but i know that at in my 60s i eat a lot different than i did in my 20s you know i just there's foods that i cannot i don't eat anymore because of I don't, I guess it would be my age. It just doesn't work well in my body anymore. And instead of me stubbornly trying to kick that door open of, mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. I must have this food. I <laughs> ate it an, a lot when I was 20. I'm eating it now. Just doesn't work. Right. What wor- works is trusting the process. Yeah. My body has a process and it doesn't want this food anymore. And that's sad, I guess. Yeah. But it wants a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a um interesting request to have have trust in an area that I um felt so insecure in for so many years. Yes, it is. Um to trust myself around food was like um trying to, you know, find my way in the dark. That's what it felt like. Yes. It felt totally um foreign and impossible but i had i i really i really don't know um if if i had just read this card and i was on my own and i just thought okay i'm just gonna trust until i trust like i don't know that would have worked for me i had um support Mm -hmm. you know and i had the network of other women i had a, Mm -hmm. a therapist who also um had experience with disorder eating and she was able to really um, support me in that area and really was you know specialized in that area so that was really helpful and I had um, girlfriends who had been through beyond hunger Mm -hmm. and I just called in all the troops yep you know I was making a village takes a village (laughs) yeah yeah and they would tell me you just you are right where you're supposed to be yep which was hard to hear sometimes. Yeah, it was sort of like, yeah, shut up. Yeah. Because I don't want to be here. Right. Yeah, I mean, I just, I remember thinking, I just want to be thin. I just want to be thin. Yep. And, and um, 
blaming it on my weight, you know, yep. that the reason I, w- I was unhappy in my recovery around food was that I was gaining weight. Yeah. And that was the thing. And, and I remember every Beyond Hunger group, I'd mention my weight and you'd say, it's not about the weight. And I'd, in my mind, would say, she doesn't know what she's talking she about. No if I, and then you reminded me of the time, like, remember right. when you were your thinnest right. and how unhappy you were? And, um, I just, I had to keep trusting that it, that, that, and, and remembering that and thinking of that image of myself of when I was really, really thin and so weak and so tired and so sick and, um, and trust that, yeah, like that was not, that did not make that time of my life. I was not happy. And so I had to trust that that number on the scale was never, that really wasn't the arbiter of my happiness yes so and how different that is than what we hear and for me what I Mm -hmm. learned as a tiny girl yeah that actually your body is your only commodity yeah actually who you are is not as important as how you look Mm -hmm. um and you need to eat and do certain things in order to be okay the concept of that I'm just okay, no matter how I show up, mm-hmm. was like, n- I never even thought of that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, trusting the process, when I had no trust in myself, mm-hmm. no trust in any process, yeah. no trust. Yeah. Because I would say to myself, look, look what are, where I've gotten me. Not good. Yeah. It's not good. So I didn't have any trust, but it was a bigger trust, a higher trust, I guess, on trusting my body knows, my spirit knows, mm-hmm. my emotional self knows. The eating disorder doesn't know. The yeah. body dysmorphia does not know. Mm-hmm. It's very narrow. So that was a really big piece for me. And I really love this last line of the card, which says, we don't have to waste precious time comparing ourselves to others. And I was, I came from compare and contrast all the time. Mm-hmm. And I never would live up to any, anybody else because oh, I'm not anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. could only be me. <laughs> so I didn't look like Barbie or whoever I yeah. thought I was supposed to look like. It just didn't happen. Right. And um, that's such a weird thing that we do in this culture. We think that we should all look alike and that it's so insane because we don't. Yeah. We're not gonna. We're gonna have different everything. So so if there was a little girl out there, Ashley, that was maybe in her bedroom and hating her body and not knowing what to eat or when to eat or what other diet she needed to go on, what other other stupid paleo or <laughs> eat like a caveman because, you know, they live so long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, what would you say to her to, I don't know, support her that she can get through this and get somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the first thing I would say is that she's really not the only one. Mm-hmm. I think that that for me was where my fear really resided and festered yep. and grew was in this, this idea that I'm the only one, like I'm the only one who thinks about food like this. I'm the only one 
who then, you know, eats secretly at night like this. And I'm, yes. I'm the only one who, who exercises like this, even though my feet hurt and my legs hurt and I'm tired. I'm the only one. And so I think I'd, I'd want her to know that she's, she's not the only one and that yeah. there's a lot of women out there who feel the same way or have felt the same way. And that there's a lot of hope in recovery around food because the bad news is and the good news is, is we have to eat. Yeah. So we're faced, right. we're faced with this sort of, um, this, 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 this road of, um, we don't get to choose the path of, I just don't eat anymore. No. Right. So, no. so then, so then we choose the path of healing. Right. And so there's, there's so much more, um, there's so much more in my recovery that, that was so beyond the food and so beyond the number on my scale yep. and, and things that I needed to look on deeper into. And, um, a lot of it, you know, it had nothing to do with this idea that I was like innately messed up or innately ugly or fat or stupid. Right. Cause those were all words I used to describe my feelings, by the way, exactly. you know, I feel oh. fat, I feel stupid, which right. I remember you pointing out, like those aren't, those aren't actually feelings. <laughs> But that's, there is that's no like feeling you know, chart the, with that on no it. No feeling chart, right. but that is so the messaging I received. I mean, in the shows right. that I watch and the books that I read and the way that women are portrayed in our culture. Yeah. Um, and this total inability to accept ourselves as we are and praise our thighs and love our necks and our, you know, our legs. And, yes. And, and sit around and talk about how much we love our bodies is just so um, like taboo. Oh, no. But it's it's no, no, totally no. cool to show right. up and just hate on ourselves that's right um to just say you know i like myself now yeah, it's like oh, what's yeah. wrong with her right she's she's an idiot yeah <laughs> she's it's crazy it's it's a little backwards it is um but yeah i had to find a way to be um like my my own like biggest supporter in yeah. a way and stop looking outside myself for for um for my weight to do that for me yes. or for my food to do that for me yes. um so there's there's a lot of hope in um recovery around disordered eating and um and uh and and yeah i th i think that that the path of healing just can't be rushed it can feel really really tedious and yeah. tiresome sometimes but um there's so much support out there and so many women out there who are walking trudging this path yes. and of happy um, destiny of happy destiny <laughs> with their heads up and right um so yeah there's a really there's a really beautiful um uh um uh, sort of destiny around, you know, recovery around food. I I totally agree. And I think that because uh, my eating disorder or my disordered eating or my disordered thinking happened a long time before I ever had a full-blown eating disorder and a long mm -hmm. time before I ever had a problem with alcohol or cigarettes or men or money was really very young, I would say. And these other things I could let go of. Mm -hmm. I could. I never have to smoke another cigarette as long as I live. Mm -hmm. I never have to take another drink. But I do have to have a relationship with my body and my food and myself and other people. Mm -hmm. And I do need to learn how to deal with money. I can't just say, well, I'm not going to use money anymore. I'm going to use, what, <laughs> magic stones? I mean, <laughs> people have to learn how to deal with it. And that was this one, yeah. too. I had to learn how to deal with it. Yeah. I couldn't cut it out of my life. I wanted to. 
I wanted to become a breathitarian. Yeah. But it was not possible. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't not eat and be here. You have to eat to be mm-hmm. here. You have to have a body to be here. Right. So that was very discouraging to me until I realized that it would <laughs> yeah. be okay. Right. That actually my body is my closest friend. Mm-hmm. It's my trusted servant. Yeah. It's like a it's I feel like it's like my dog. Right. It'll do anything I want it to do, really. It will try to please me. Yeah. So yeah. That's a wonderful thing to say to some young girl too, you know, that you're not alone. You're, yeah. There's a whole bunch of us. Yeah. But it is hard if you're in, you know, we're here in Marin, we're here in the Bay Area of California, and there's group here and there's a lot of therapists that believe in this, this way, but that's not the way that it is all over the world. And yeah. why I wanted to do this podcast so much was to get this message out to everybody so that you can. You do not have to feel like this. Whoever you are, a little person out there, you do not have to feel like Ashley felt or like I felt or like mm-hmm. so many of the mm-hmm. women that I'm interviewing felt. Yeah. That you were alone and you were going to be messed up forever. Yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't have to be that way. And in and, and fact... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, what I what I found is my eating disorder taught me so much about myself. That's right. Yeah. 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 Things I really needed to get in touch with and really needed to know. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to be wanted to be different for for my daughter or the women who come after me. I just yep. there's a real cycle that persists in our culture and in family dynamics. And I knew I wanted to be um, different for her, whoever, who she is that's coming or he is that's coming mm-hmm. after me. So great. Um, yeah. Yep. Our yeah. lineage. Beautiful. So would you read the today I will? Today I will practice trusting my process and knowing that I am right where I need to be on my path. I will practice viewing each situation as a learning experience and will be loving and accepting with myself as I move along my path. Beautiful. Thank you so much for being here, Ashley. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And we'll sign off for now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.